Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Witching Hour, a very, very special episode for a whole number of reasons. One, today is Halloween, so happy Halloween, everybody. Also, right now we are in Los Angeles at I Like Scary Movies. We loved it so much when we were here in, what was it, June, that we had to come back and we had to meet the creator of I Like Scary Movies, Maximilian. Hey. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Haley and I are so happy to be sitting here. Oh, yeah. I'm very impressed by... uh, like, we're not even in the meat of it right now, but no. it still looks beautiful up here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's a nice vibe, right? Yep. Yeah. So it feels homey. For everybody out there, I mean, I would decorate my home right? like this. Absolutely. I told you, I want to go knock over this a dresser. My house. A lot of this stuff is actually from my house. Seriously? No joke, yeah. Oh. You, your house this seems cool. This is how I live. I'm just, a, wait, a down this curious, is a lifestyle. Like, what's left in your house? I asked the thing. Okay. It's literally bare. Uh, for everybody out there who does not know what this event is, can you give a uh, brief explanation of what I Like Scary Movies? Yeah, so I Like Scary Movies is sort of my love letter to horror. You know, it's my way of celebrating these movies in a different way. So... I'm calling it an interactive art experience because I feel like it's all three of those things. It's interactive, it's an experience, and it's all based around art. So what we're doing is we're basically kind of, you know, disrupting the normal view of horror. We're giving people a different way to access these movies in sort of a different way than they have before. So I want to have people enjoy the remixing of some of this content as well as go into scenes that they might be familiar with from different movies um and then just kind of you know break the mold of what we have come to learn from these movies is there anywhere else that you got even the slightest taste of what you want people to experience here was there some sort of event or anything you went Hmm. to that made you say i could do that and you know i could do it to a much further extent (sighs) horror related no Um, Because I honestly feel like there hasn't really been anything quite like this in the horror genre that I've at least experienced. Um, Most of what we get with horror are classic haunts, which I'm a big fan of. Um, And I will be going to quite a few of them. I have (laughs) gone to quite a few of them this season. But um, I wanted to do it different, you know? Because I feel like we've grown up with a lot of these movies. And then when you have a current movie like It, you know, it's brand new, yet... I want to do it 
I want to invite people in in a different way. Can you, you talk know? a little bit about the journey from ideation to creation and then opening, and how long was that? How long was the seed of an idea there for you before you actually got going? And how did you collect all the pieces you need for goodness sake? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, gosh, I mean, I wanted to do something with, with scary movies for as long as I can remember. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a Halloween kid, and, you know, we were the Halloween house on the block. You know, there's always one in a neighborhood, and ours was it. And so I've always wanted to play with these movies. And so I approached Warner Brothers, uh, I think it was in 2018, like early 2018, and wanting to just kind of see if they'd be willing, you know, because I just, I had just finished doing a, an all-star cast show of the original Willy Wonka uh, live performance at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> And um, which was a dream come true for me because I'm a big Wonka fan. And so we had Weird Al and, you know, and Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and just having a great time. And so I made this great relationship with Warner Brothers, with global themed entertainment and consumer products and got to know these people really well. And, and I thought this is a great opportunity because Warner's got a fantastic crop of horror movies. And I started digging into what was specifically Warner, and it turned out to be some of my favorite movies. So I was like, ah, this is it. This is my moment to be able to kind of pounce and see if they'd be willing. So I, I kind of just asked somebody out to lunch and said, this one contact that I've come, come really close with, and uh, said, would you let me just play with these movies? Would you just let me reinterpret these movies in my way and just kind of artistically explore them a little bit in a different way than people have before? And shockingly they jumped at it it's that easy that's wonderful (laughs) well and and it it was that easy in the beginning and then it got very difficult um (laughs) and and but it it was uh you know because these are very beloved movies i mean it's the shiny for fun it's it's this is not this is not anything that you can take too lightly you know so we had to get like all the concepts that i have for the shining we had to get kubrick's estate to sign off Mm. which Thankfully, they were had no problem whatsoever immediately. No notes, no anything. Just yes. Yeah. Uh, they even said, we'd love actually to see this happen. Um, we haven't seen it quite interpreted this way before, which felt amazing because I was like, oh, shoot, Kubrick's estate. What are we going to do with that? Um, so it was, it was all about sort of like getting the positioning quite right. And horror is a massive, massive aspect for, for Warner Brothers. And so it came at just the right time. Um, I quickly started ideating on all the concepts, watched the movies unbelievably, unbelievable amount of times over and over and over again. And I, I had, I knew them backwards and forwards already anyway, but in this kind of different way, I was watching them in a sort of different way to sort of see what would resonate with me. And so I'm, I'm here to tell you, you watch The Shining 17 times in a row, <laughs> it's going to stick with you. Oh, so yeah. you're watching these movies through, just kind of waiting for that moment that you can recreate exactly. here? Well, and, and just to see what would inspire me. Not necessarily recreate, but inspire and try to do a different way. Like things like, for instance, the carpet room uh, in The Shining, you know, and using that incredible carpet pattern from the Overlook and sort of, um, you know, reinterpreting it a little bit. So I wanted to create that room so that it had this menacing, repeating pattern that, that felt like you were cut off from the world um, and sort of what the family felt being there. 
um, and having it have, be this claustrophobic sort of feeling about it. The so I spin on to, the hedge maze in the last one, thank that you. was. Thank you. And we I have think that was one of my again. favorite pictures I got. That's awesome. We have it back again for this iteration, but slightly different. Okay. So that's one thing I really wanted to do with this as well, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit about just kind of reinterpreting even the first show. So, yeah, when I would watch these movies, I would just see what sprung forward and what spoke to me. And I just didn't give it too much thought. I just kind of went with my gut and, um, and wanted it to just be a real big mixed bag of recreating to reinterpreting uh, because I also want to be kind and respectful to these movies um, because they're important, you know, and they're part of our culture. And I have a lot of respect for them. It's nice to hear that some of the folks that were affiliated with those movies just want to embrace the community, too, yeah. and let you do your own spin on it. Completely. I, it was, it's so important to them and so important to me that I feel like there is so much to say with these movies and also different ways of exploring them. It's just and, exciting to feel like you're part of them, oh, too. I think that's what you no, achieve. I'm so excited to explore because I think that's what you achieved so well the last time. It's like I just scroll through our uh, our photos For sitting the on the time. couch in the, in the <laughs> yeah. Beetlejuice room. Yeah, yeah. Like, we must have a million. But that, to me, is one of, like, just the most immersive things where you can actually feel like you were in a frame of that movie. Oh, yeah. We had, we had <laughs> great fun there that day. And we had, a great, we had a lot of fun exploring Beetlejuice. I mean, it's one, it, that movie is really close to my heart. And you don't get a chance to really enjoy a lot of things with Beetlejuice and so we really found with that movie in particular that people were really excited because you don't get a chance to have a piece of Beetlejuice really anymore. What were so. the uh, pros and cons of round one? What were the things that you learned that you had to apply to this uh, the second version? That's a good question. You know when I first found the Desmond location on Wilshire um, I never had that large of a space in mind. Um, and it ended up, I ended up really embracing it. At first when I walked in there, I was super daunted because it was like 25,000 square feet. It was, it was a giant city block. And I never imagined it in that way. Uh, to be honest, I imagined it more so in this way for the second show. So we're kind of doing it in reverse. Whereas the first time around, I thought of a location was going to be something like this. A little more intimate, still big, but you know, have a little bit more of a cohesive vibe. That was slightly more stretched out. Um, and I feel like this secondary show sort of maintains its soul now. Um, and I think that's really important with horror. I feel like it needs to have its soul. It needs to have that vibe. And so that was the biggest thing that I think I learned from the first time around was you know, sort of encapsulating it a little bit more and making sure that it doesn't lose its soul. Well, like you said, you... Uh you also made some tweaks this time around. So, yes. so for the people who, like us, were lucky enough to visit the first one, what can you sort of tease for them that's a little different this time? Well, the thing you can always count on with me is that I'm this shape-shifting individual. I can't sit still, and I can't do the same thing over and over <laughs> again. I, I really want this to be a mutating, ever-evolving, shape-shifting show. You're never going to see the same thing twice. Now, you may see the same installations, but done differently. So that's one thing we're always going to do here. So some examples of that are, like you said, the hedge maze with red rum. That's in a, in a different setting. Um, we've actually taken the, the Nightmare on Elm Street pieces and reversed them. So the Freddy glove, instead of it being in the boiler room, 
with the brick walls and the pipes and all that like it was before. Now we have the Freddy Glove ripping through his <coughs> own sweater, hmm. which has really been fun. Hmm. So we took all of the, the, the Freddy sweater pattern fabric that was in the throne room, if you remember in the first time around, and we actually applied it into the glove room now. Mm. And so he's literally ripping through his own sweater. He's got a lot of energy, a lot of really cool movement about it. And then we put the faces, the moving faces, in around the glove. Now the throne is in the boiler room now. And so we've done some things with, we had this really cool installation of the melted Freddy skin with some victims coming through that was like this really cool tactile piece in the middle of the hallway at the old location. We actually now took that and bust out some of the holes in the brick in the boiler room and have that now kind of permeating through the brick. And we have this cool toxic waste dump of Freddy's skin coming out of this drum. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, we just, you know, the thing is the more, more comfortable I am and the more comfortable I am with the space and the pieces and, and, and I become a little bit more... Um, just free with it, and I'm able to reinvent it a little bit. Did, Did you, you have to you watch were... The Shining again 17 times? I, you know, I've watched that movie even just on my own. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I just every single time it's like I have to watch it. I have to see what when it's on cable. I have to watch it. Once to, it's on, you can't it's turn it off. Yeah. No, I, you just you have to. Um, so we've done a lot of things like that. It uh, all the it stuff has been kind of reimagined a little oh, bit. Cool. Um, the fear tower that we had as a centerpiece in there, mm. we've actually turned it into this really cool tornado now. Um, I wanted something with movement, and so we took one of the Pennywise heads, and if you remember, we had four of those heads on the outside of the fear tower at the old location, and now we took one and split it in half, put it on an existing I-beam that was in the space, and have this tornado now coming out of his mouth. So it looks like he's just kind of like, it's this storm, because I envision you know, Pennywise as this storm that comes through Derry. And so we wanted to kind of have that as a little call out. Um, and then my biggest, most favorite thing that we have right now that's the, it's the most new thing right now, which is Friday the 13th. Yeah. So we've got this really cool installation of nearly 2,000 hanging crystals making a 10-foot tall version of the Jason mask. Wow. Which is something I really wanted to do something with this movie that people wouldn't expect. So when you turn the corner from Beetlejuice and you go into Camp Crystal Lake you will turn to the left and see this massive version of the Jason mask made out of crystals. And then over it, it's, it's suspended over this lake that is all machete blades. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> Just like, I can kind of picture what you're saying, yeah. but I know it's like, you, yeah, you have it's, to see that. It's these yourself. mirrored machete blades that are all sort of, you know, fish scaled on mm. one another that create this really great energy mm. flow um, and we actually had somebody in today who is very spiritual, and she came in to do a walkthrough today, and she turned the corner, and she was really daunted, but in a, in a positive way, of all the energy that was coming off of crystals. Yeah, she said, there's a lot of energy right oh, here. Wow. It's kind of, and she walked up onto the dock. There's a little dock around the lake, and she walked up there very, like, apprehensively. And she's like, there's a lot of energy coming off of this mask right now. I was like, that's awesome. I oh, love it. It's good. I love energy. hearing stuff And like that. speaking of energy, this place is officially haunted. Oh. No joke. How so? I unfortunately have not seen it. The one guy who would love to see a ghost has never seen a ghost. I've seen things happen. I have the I've same seen things problem. move. I know I've seen myself, but I want to see a damn ghost. So my wife, Robin, who's the executive producer of Scary Movies, she's seen it. 
um, and quite a few of the people have seen it. Um, and it's this man, and he's he's made himself very uh, very known. And one story was Robin and two of our people, Mitchell and and Lisette, were in the office production office, all working silently, just kind of you know late one night. And all of a sudden, they just kind of started clutching their chest a little bit, like kind of just feeling this weird like tightness. And they all looked to each other and they're like, "Do you feel that?" And they were all collectively feeling like this tension in their chest. And so Robin, who's very in tune uh, spiritually, just called out to the ghost and said, look, we know you're here. We know that we want to acknowledge that you're here with us and we understand and we're, here, we're, we're all together here. It's all good. Um, and then all of a sudden the, light, the, the tightness went away. Did you feel anything? Collectively, though. I feel like you're more spiritual than I am. I don't know. Maybe Are you? Are you in tune with that kind of stuff? Kind of, yeah. but also I'm not super interested in being with a ghost. I'm more of a no thank you type person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm curious, <laughs> but feel nothing. I'm sure you're lovely, but no thank you. See, I'm the same way. I really want to see something, and I just haven't. I don't know what's yeah. that about. I don't, I don't really know. We have yeah. one guy in the office who sees things all the time. And he's and no interest, I, And I love listening to his stories. Yeah. He's oh. like, I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Riley. Really? Got, Riley's got stories for days about like Kidding. things moving and wow. TVs turning on. You have to ask Riley about his story okay. sometimes. Yeah, he's got good ghost stories. And you could care less, probably. I think he, I think there's like a degree of curiosity there, but I feel like I'm the only one actually itching to experience it and just like that's completely blocked off from it. Maybe just don't care I don't know. That. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I'm too open to it. Yeah. Um, before we wind <laughs> down our conversation with you, yeah. we have to ask our two go-to okay. questions. I'll go first this time. Oh, cool. Is there any horror, horror movie, TV show, book, like anything at all that you've experienced or watched recently that you want our viewers to know about? It could oh be an God. old thing, a new thing, anything at all. To know about? I don't know. I mean, you know, people ask me a lot, oftentimes, what my favorite horror movie is. And, and honestly, my go-to, like, feel good, if you want to say horror movie, is the original Poltergeist. That's good, like my good, good go-to feel-good yeah. horror movie. It makes me, it's, it just, that whole, I love, I love the energy that was created in that movie. And so I, I love that movie. Is that um, the movie that started it all for you, that kicked off the love of the genre? Uh, well, the movie that really affected me the most as a kid that scared the absolute shit out of me was, was Exorcist. I mean, I, th- I think that's also kind of universal. Also a good answer. That and Phantasm scared the hell out of me. When I was a kid, okay. uh, somehow my parents left me alone at night <laughs> when I was a kid watching the horror movies, and I had horrific nightmares off those two. Yeah, Thanks. so that was a, that affected me the most horror-wise. Okay, I would definitely. Say I that. would love to see a phantasm version of I Like Scary right? Movies. Right, that'd be so cool. I know, I know, that'd it's be it's like perfect for you it. You know, I know, we'd do something with that. Did you uh, guys ever consider Conjuring for this? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that just like popped up in my mind. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely something we've talked about. Okay. Yes. Oh. yes. Many, many, many more installations that's, to come. Well, that's the great thing about all these scary movies is that it's it's always, you know, because the first one we had Lost Boys in it. You yeah. Know, now we sort of changed it out for Friday the 13th. So it's always going to be, again, like that sort of shape-shifting show. So we're going to add and subtract, you know, movies as we go along. And that's definitely a universe that I would love to explore. I like to hear yeah. that. Cool. All right, yeah, we yeah. got one more question Burning for you. Question. Yeah. Burning question. Burning question. Burning. Do you have any pets? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Cat and a dog. Let's hear about names? him. Ridley and Macho. Oh. Macho, which I'm not a big cat guy, but I'm a big dog guy. But this this cat, 
it, we treat him like a dog. And he acts <laughs> like a dog. He comes when he's called. He's the most badass cat. And he actually speaks to you. He's super vocal. So you'd be like, what's up, Macho? He'd be like, meow. Nice. He's very like, and if you say his name, he'll he'll respond back to you. You ask him a question, he responds back to you. <laughs> yeah, and, and Dewey would have a whole conversation oh, together. And Macho's <laughs> a big dude. He's a he's a big cat, uh, but somehow he's super agile and he's a great hunter. He catches bugs like you wouldn't believe, and you give him a little bit of like, you know, props for that, and he's like on it. And he's yeah, he's a great cat actually. And Ridley, who is a Jindo, like this Korean breed. Uh, curly tail, big old ears, awesome, awesome dog. Do you dress them up for Halloween? I don't dress them up. I'm surprised you don't. I don't. don't. Actually, I feel like so much energy probably goes into this. Are you still the the Halloween house guy? I'm not, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh. My, you know, I have a little bit of stuff at the house this year, but, but really this has been my, this has been great to do it during Halloween because it's been, it's my year, it's my time to celebrate. And so I've been able to pour all of my energy, my Halloween energy, here. And now, hence my house is here. We got we got to explore this uh, yeah. this uh, I guess a secondary house for you. We're going to talk oh some God, of yeah. our favorite horror movies and explore every single room. So Maximilian, thank you so much, thank you so much. for sitting with us and for having us here today. Happy Halloween! Congratulations! Yes, thank you. So that was a lovely chat. And now, because it's Halloween and because we are at I Like Scary Movies, we're going to give a whole bunch of Halloween movie recommendations that are tied to different sections of the (laughs) installation here. So Mm -hmm. don't let me forget anything. For our It conversation, we're each going to pick our favorite horror movie of 2019. Then for The Shining... I feel like I already said something wrong. Oh, <laughs> we had a miscommunication. I thought we were not picking one, but giving recommendations for Halloween watching. Then for The Shining, we're going to talk about Stephen King movies. Yes, many of them. <laughs> like I can't. You get one, and then fine. Then. Then it's Friday the 13th, and we're going to talk about some great slasher movies. And then we're going to wind down with something family-friendly in honor of Beetlejuice and talk about things that older moviegoers like Roka will enjoy. The little kids kids out there are going to like, I couldn't help it. He made an old joke on Movie Talk earlier. He was asking for it. Absolutely. All right. So, It, 2019. 2019. 2019. What do you got? What's the first movie that comes to your mind? I knew you were going to say that. Of course, because I, I, I haven't been shy about how much I love that movie. <laughs> there's, there's no secrets. I love Crawl. I can't. I am like, I have plans already to show it to f- like three or four people because I just got the Blu-ray. <laughs> Watch Crawl for Halloween. You will have a great creature. It's feature. true. I feel like that's also. I think it's also a great uh, one to watch. Yes on Halloween when you're celebrating with a bunch of people, too. Yeah, I guess It's that, that crowd-pleaser communal vibe that really makes it the perfect Halloween This watch. should be maybe ade- amended or have an addendum, whatever the word is. I, I don't have a brain. It's fine. Added uh, stuffs. I'm adding things. <laughs> um, it's not... Midsummer might be my favorite horror movie of the year, but it's not the one I would recommend. Like, like watch a, this on Halloween. It's not like a part, like a communal party movie. No, it's like <laughs> a three-hour depressing breakup movie. I don't know, if, and it's super sunny and summery. Yeah, so watch it on Halloween if you want to. Actually, isn't that director's cut out there? It is. Maybe it is. I want to see that. I still haven't yeah. seen the director's cut yet. All right, 
Crawl is definitely on my list as well, but I can't go through this conversation and not name drop the movie that's still, I, I think at this point in time, it's still my second favorite movie of the year, and mm-hmm. it's Us. Of course. And the Us uh, score is still on my running playlist, so it's just like when I need a little kick in the ass, all I hear is that score, mm-hmm. and then I have to run from the tethered person that doesn't exist behind, <laughs> behind me. But... Um, I don't necessarily know if it's the greatest like communal watch, but I think it has some really strong scare sequences. You know, not not in the same vein as Crawl, at least. Oh, I see. What it's you not mean. like Very you know like crazy are. like wild type yeah. reaction, but um, especially having just gone through the Us Maze at Halloween Horror Nights, that to me just feels like it's got the right vibe. And I really think any time of year is a good time of year to watch. You know, pretty much any of Jordan Peele's stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we will have all seen. Many, many tethered at the Halloween parties. There's going to be tethered all over. I, exactly. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot. So and with how many scissors that the office has accumulated, uh, we could have like an epic collider tethered group costume. Oh, sure. That'd be wildly disturbing. I don't want that. Well, either watch us for Halloween and see tethered or go to any Halloween party and see some tethered. You're covered no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to add in another one? Because I have one on the tip of my tongue. Go for it. You could probably guess what it is. Because it's also still in my top ten. Wow. I know. I know not everybody out there liked it. But you know what? I did. I liked it a lot. I saw it many a times. I really liked the adaptation. And I think if you want the complete horror package, you have... Two really good Pet Cemetery movies and great source material. They're all widely available. Check them out. It's probably more in the midsummer pile where mm-hmm. it's a pretty dark it's depression. A one. <laughs> it's it's a yeah. You, you're not going to walk out feeling great unless you're feeling great in terms of having seen a great horror movie. Which remember when I was like skipping down the street in Austin after we saw oh, it? Oh yeah, I sure that was do. A, that was a moment. But uh, it does cheer love, some people up. It, it put you in a space. Is it, it did. the dead kids? No, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I, I think I was just so happy for, for the directors yeah. and for the cast that I really admire. And I just wanted to see a really good interpretation of that story. And I was really impressed by how they adapted something that I thought was already a pretty good original movie. But they added just enough where it still maintains like the core of the Stephen King novel, but with a little extra frill to it. Mm-hmm. I will throw in... Annabelle Comes Home, yes. which should have come out at Halloween time anyway, because it's a perfect Halloween movie. It is a but really good Halloween movie. The upside is that now it's available to rent for yeah. Halloween. So do that, because it's perfect. And it's even set during huh. the fall time. That's like, uh, like, someone needs to build an Annabelle-themed haunted house. Yes. I don't know what the restrictions are at a place <laughs> like a Halloween Horror Nights, but it's just like a maze that's the Warren's artifact. Well, it sounds like a genius idea, which, you know, Universal Warner Brothers doesn't really work. And also Warner Brothers has their, their thing that I've actually never been to yeah. on the lot. Well, I was going to say, being where we are, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually there's a Warren artifact room, maybe. I guess so. Something like Have this. you ever been to the uh, no. to the Warner Brothers one? No. That's one of the few in LA that, that uh, you know, horror experience box for Halloween that I've never ticked, and I've I really want to go. Been. Also, one more just came to mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Little Monsters just went up on Hulu. Oh, Watch that's a that. good option. It's super fun, super crowd-pleasing. Yeah. And it, it's on Hulu now, somehow. Already. Amazing. Huh. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's Why don't you also of... go over to Shudder? There's a million and one things on oh, Shudder, too. Oh, gosh. Just yes. scroll through. All right. So we've talked a little bit about 
2019 horror movies via it. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move mm-hmm. on over to the Shining territory and talk about Stephen King adaptations, which I kind of cheated already, and I did it. Oh, kind of. Yeah. A little. Pet but. Cemetery, And hopefully come, what is it, November 15th? Am I saying the right date? Wow. No, for I don't Doctor know. Sleep? I don't <laughs> Maybe. know. But I hope uh, come whenever Doctor Sleep hits theaters that that winds up being pretty high up on my ranked list as well. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. One more, actually. I'm like thinking of all these movies. Okay. Before we go to Stephen King, one last super fun, very Halloween energy movie Escape Room. It's perfect for a party. I feel like it's because of. It, it came. It was, it was in January. January. Like the second weekend in January? So First fast. weekend in January. Yeah. It feels like forever ago. Yeah. That also is a great option. All right. Now, Stephen all right, King. All right. All Stephen right. Sorry King. Sorry for throwing off the plane. So, uh, do you have a movie that comes to mind? I'm, I'm so steeped mm. in the books right now. Mm-hmm. So, at this point in time, I am this close to finishing The Outsider, and it's really freaking good. It's really good, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure, I'm going to look it up while we're sitting here, but I'm pretty sure there's an adaptation in the works with a killer cast. Oh. And that is a great story with a ton of meaty roles in it, and... There's, I'm not going to spoil anything for you in case you haven't read it, but for everybody who knows the book, you're going to know immediately who I'm thinking of. There is a recurring character from other Stephen King novels who is one of my favorite literary characters. Nice. Yeah. Uh, watch that next Halloween, maybe. I don't, yeah. I'm going to look it up. Depending <laughs> on how long the adaptation takes. Uh, well, it springs to mind, yes, again, it does. given where we are, but particularly the first It. Although I like Chapter 2, I think is, is a really good Halloween movie. Super spooky energy. And, you know, what, the part of the fun of that one is that it feels like a roller coaster almost. It's, like, very thrilling and fun and boo-scary. So that's definitely one. Obviously, again, The Shining. I mean, we're going to be walking through The Shining soon. Yes, The Shining's um, always a must. The Shining is always a must. I, I, I personally watch it more in the winter because it's so snowy. But it's... It's spooky as heck. It's a perfect I think it's Halloween appropriate watch. for both times. Yeah. So, this article, according to Deadline, HBO is finding an outsider for its upcoming King project. They got a director, Andrew Bernstein. I wish I could find a date on this article before. This was eight months ago, so hopefully it's well underway. And I'm pretty sure I saw some more information on this fairly recently, but hmm. I would like to see this made. Um, not to make my entire, you know, suggestion list right now, things that are in the works, but the other one that I have my eye on right now is The Long Walk, sure. which I am shocked that, like, immediately after Hunger Games became a hit, I'm shocked someone didn't fast-track that. It's been in the works for, like, for, for 30 years. For a long, years. long time, yeah. but I'm just surprised someone didn't press go immediately right. after that became a thing. Probably tied up in one of the previous adaptations. Yeah. It wasn't... Um, Frank Darabont trying to do it forever? There, Yeah, there were a lot of big names. And who's the big name that they landed on? Is that a Muschietti project, or is it mm. Overdahl? I don't know. I can attempt to look I that up, too. I am not Google, Perry. I don't know all the things. I know very few things. Usually I have my computer on me, and I'm really quick to do this. But I will say, uh, since Frank Darabont came up, I'm a huge, huge stand for The Mist. So that would be a great following yeah. Stephen King watch. I, I quite like that movie you as well. You know I love my creature features. I like those big monsters. Yeah. 
I was just re-watching, another one that's a good one to watch is uh, watch and read. I just finally read Cujo, okay. and then I re-watched Cujo after, and mm-hmm. that's another one. I feel like because I had seen Cujo the movie first, it's a really great way to go from book to, uh, from uh, movie to book, because you know, you can't really get in the dog's head in the movie. So then it comes with this whole extra layer in the book where you actually are, you know, you are you can get a sense of what Cujo is feeling and struggling through. And he, he doesn't necessarily come off as like a bad dog. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I get you, but also yeah, very I, deadly. Very, very deadly. <laughs> but admittedly, at the very beginning, when he does get bit, my heart hurt for him. Oh, yeah, of It's course. not his fault. It's a dog. That sucks. Um, Well, I guess those last two now sound kind of depressing. The mist and uh, sad dog stuff. So what's a not depressing Stephen King recommendation? A not depressing Stephen King recommendation. Yes, for fun Halloween partying. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're all very dramatic films. Misery. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I got it. I got it. Creepshow. Okay. Perfect. That's or a watch good call. the new series on Shudder. But Creepshow is perfect. Have you watched any energy. of the new series? I haven't yet. I'm very I know, ashamed. I know. I didn't have time to get around to it, and I was a little <sighs> bummed, too. Maybe I'll do that. I also that still haven't Halloween. figured out who's directing the damn Long Walk movie. That's okay. <laughs> is it really? I yeah. wanted to know. Long. Oh, look, a Collider article. Oh, How handy. Written by Haley Fouch, nonetheless. Um, no memory of it. Blah, blah, blah. Didn't happen. James Vanderbilt. Oh, that's not who I was thinking. The new incarnation of the adaptation comes from filmmaker James Vanderbilt, who penned scripts uh, for everything from Zodiac to White House Down. Interesting. How long ago was that article, though? Because, again, it's been in development. No, yeah, it's it's too old. I'm I'm betting it is one of the new directors that's in that pool of of really hot horror names right now. Uh Uh-huh. Man. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Even better. Tags. No, it's not yeah. going to work. Why do I try to use the mobile site? I don't know. <laughs> I'm I don't stop know. that now. No, our mobile site's great. You should definitely use it. I needed a tag, though. I know. And I wasn't going to type it out. Um, oh, we, I see. What yeah, yeah. Do we want to move on to our next section? Yeah. It was slasher Flashers. section for Friday, <laughs> Friday the 13th. Let's just get the That's obvious right. one out of the way first. There is no Halloween for me without watching Scream. I mean, really, there's no yeah. month of the year for Same. me without watching Scream. But Halloween month just gives me even more urgency to put it in. And I it can't is... claim I watch it 12 times a year, but um, I, I do watch it I every thought, October without fail. I think I come fail. pretty close, actually. Nice. When I think about how often I rewatch Scream and Jurassic, it's just like the, those go-to movies that when you're in a bad mood, like, you know they're going to make you feel better mm-hmm. or you'll lose yourself for a little while. Gross point blank. Okay. <laughs> we all have our own lists. Yeah. Um, but uh, rewatching Scream is a priority. And also, uh, <laughs> admittedly, I still have my, uh, my Scream soundtrack CD. Right. And, uh, yeah, that gets, that gets played every once in a while. <laughs> you were right. It's Andre Overdahl. Everyone's making faces in this room at me. <laughs> I was on the right path. You were. You were. Andre Overdahl. Uh, but he's ma- Andre Overdahl is making his uh, Dracula Boat movie first. Yes, Dracula Boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's, what's your uh, slasher of choice right now? Well, Scream is definitely the, like, the first one I always watch at the top of October. In fact, this year I didn't even wait that long. I watched it on like September 12th. 
I was in it to win it this okay. year, and I watched all four, and it was wonderful. Oh, did you really? Yeah. That makes me so happy. It was so good. I, I can't recommend two and four enough as well. I really think they're both excellent so sequels. Do I. Uh, but of course, I will never say no to three, though. Oh, I will. Most <laughs> years. Uh, but it, it was a fun rewatch. It, I don't need to see it, it again pales, real soon. It pales in comparison, but I, th- I think three is just, you know, it, it's silly stupid. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it, yeah. but I definitely, like, I will watch two almost every time I watch one. Okay. That is not true of three. Okay. That's not entirely true of me just because I'll rewatch one over and over and yeah, over yeah. and over again, but I will never say no to two. <laughs> it's, it's, it's perfect. There are those out there who claim it's better than the first. I can't party Ooh, with that, no. but it's very good. I mean, I feel <laughs> like just to get this out of the way, it must be said, Halloween, of course. Take your pick. Yeah. Watch a Halloween movie. For me, it's the original H2O. Those are my go-tos. Because I'm a child of the 90s. What about an off, like an offbeat slasher movie or an unexpected one? The first thing that just came to my mind as a good recommendation is, uh, especially given the fact that we're in the Friday the 13th section, is The Final Girls. That's the exact same one I was going to say. So that, that hands down is one of my favorite yes. South by Southwest premiere experiences ever. I just thought the whole thing was so clever. Immediately fell in love with those characters. Like, it's fun. It's suspenseful. It plays with the genre so well. I really, I can't recommend that movie enough. And that's another one that really suits the whole Halloween communal have some fun, fun with your friends kind mm-hmm. of vibe. I love that movie so much. It's one of my favorites. It's one I think that actually used earns the overused term underrated. Yeah. It is not talked about enough. I love that. Along the same lines, since we're very, very in a meta space right now between Scream and the Final Girls. This is true. Uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon is another excellent It slasher. might be on Shudder because I feel like I almost rewatched this recently and I think it was because I was scrolling. I'm pretty sure I was it's scroll- on Amazon too. I think I was scrolling through uh, the Shudder, uh, scrolling through the Shudder menu. That's a good one. I yeah. love that movie. Um, they made comic book follow-ups to it. Did they really? Yeah, and they're good. Huh. Was I was hoping they would make the a before. sequel to that. There's long talk that never I happened. Know. Sigh. But they did make the comics finally, which was a nice continuation. Yeah. There's no moving on from this section without... I mean, we've already... We've already name-dropped Halloween, which is super important. But the other thing that, especially Halloween time, that I would put on that exact same level is trick-or-treat. Oh, That's yeah. like another one where there's no Halloween celebration without watching, you know, Sam's adventures throughout the night. Absolutely. That's that, the one that's I save for proper October 31st pretty much every yeah. year. That's when I watch it. I don't save it because I watch it often, <laughs> but it, it, it's like a must-watch on yeah. the 31st. I will guarantee you that when I hop on that plane tonight and I'm flying home to New York, I will be watching that on my iPad nice. because I will not let the holiday pass without a viewing. But um, I really miss the days of, of FearNet when it had the 24-hour uh, marathon of it. Uh-huh. Did you ever watch that? Uh, it was like one of my favorite days ever. Yeah. That and the, the AMC marathon used to be m- more, I don't know, beefed up. You know, it lasted, I feel like it lasted or had better movies. Look, guys, the streaming wars are not good for any of us. The rights <laughs> problems have become a situation. Yeah, a I've bit. been trying to do, you know, like, all the best Halloween movies you can watch on Netflix or Hulu. And it used to be that there were a lot of great Halloween classics. Now everyone's taking them for their own streaming services. It is true. Which is a bummer. 
But it's true. And then I thought about the rights issue for for the '80s movies that is upon us, and then mm-hmm. that will bleed into the '90s. Oh no, no doom oh, and gloom no. on the witching hour. Well, we must say again, tied to the location, but uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Any of them. I like them all, yeah. even the bad ones. I mean, Watch them. That's another thing that suits the great for Halloween, yeah. friend watching kind of feeling. Um, minus the remake, which. Uh, Ooh, no, should, you're right. That not? I don't be like rewatched. that. Be rewatched. <laughs> that's that's really, a big no. Really ever? No, no, no. <laughs> I had to rewatch that for the ranking I did for the website, and what a. It's that bad. What, what an yeah. unfortunate time. I think I've seen it. I saw it twice. Yeah, you know, that when was it, my second when time. When it came out, and then I think I saw it for like a DVD release type thing, and yeah. I just said to myself, never again. It's Woof. like the. Uh, it's like that Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie with um, Alexandra Daddario that I despise I'd so much. I'd rather watch that. But the only scene that I still watch over and over whenever I need a laugh is watching her trip over nothing twice. <laughs> I found that very funny. I would rather watch that in, in which she is, I believe, supposed to be like 42 years old I or just, something. <laughs> the, the fact that the math in that movie yeah. makes no it's sense insane. astounds me. Beautifully insane. Um, I'll just pass on watching either of them. And uh, if, it, if it's comparable, or it's probably not comparable, but I'll watch Scream 3 over and over instead. I would say if you're going to go for, like, it's not the right holiday, but the My Bloody Valentine remake is a lot of fun and not not at all what happened with those two. <laughs> Admittedly, I haven't revisited it in a while, but I can't remember, like, having as much fun with it as most mm. people tell me they have, but I had a lot maybe, it is, maybe it is worth going back to. It's quite delightful. Man, mm, you know what? On the, on the lines of... Friday the 13th, I'm kind of a uh, apologist for Freddy versus Jason. And it's perfect that, for Halloween. You have nothing to be ashamed about. <laughs> I, I will watch that movie anytime. That and also the, uh, the 2009 remake. I think that's mm-hmm. an underrated remake. I don't think it's the good. thing is phenomenal, I like but I think a there's lot. a lot of good in it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Freddy versus Jason was one of my first and worst dates. Really? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Do I memories. dare ask what happened? I was just... No, you don't, because it's dreadfully dull. Okay. That's but, like, uh, this wasn't a terrible date, but a mishap happened. I went on a date to go see Final Destination 2. Oh. Yeah, and there was a snowstorm. I think I've told you the story. There was a snowstorm, and when I left the theater with my date, my dad was parked outside, and he <laughs> wouldn't let the date drive me home in, like, snowy terrain. <laughs> so I got in the car with my dad, and he followed my date all the way back to his house to make sure he got home safely. Proper dad stuff. It was extremely awkward, but I, I remember the moment fondly, and it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I remember uh, Freddy versus Jason fondly. That's all that matters, yes. right? <laughs> Forget dates. The movies. <laughs> no. um, all right. Last section yes. we're in right now. Uh, this is a little something for everybody Family because friendly. we have made our way over to Beetlejuice and... I think Beetlejuice is the perfect example of a movie that is fun for the whole family. I will never forget watching both Beetlejuice the movie, but I was also very into the cartoon as a kid. I just loved those characters, and I loved the look of it all. And, like, it's menacing, but it's also playful. I feel like I just, I could recommend that. Again, I always, I have to say, like, I am not someone to ask if you should let your kid do a thing, but no. <laughs> this feels kid-friendly to me. Kids are fine. They can take a lot. <laughs> have bad dreams. It's fine. You got more faith than I do. Uh, they're fine. I'm afraid to scar one for life. I don't know. They can take it. All right. It's Beetle like, juice. It's Go like, watch it. It's like germs. It's not good to protect them too much when they're young or they don't build their defenses. I guess. I wash my hands a lot, though. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's a good habit. Uh, friendly. Family friendly. So 
Coraline. Yes. I actually think it's really spooky. It is really spooky. Uh, Other mothers, creepy. That would have given me nightmares as a kid. It might have given me nightmares, too. Yeah. But it's appropriate for children. You should watch it. It's very spooky. <laughs> Uh, what else? And again, I don't have kids. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Hocus I can Pocus. confidently, yes, that Hocus Pocus. Perfect. Hocus Pocus is the easiest answer. Yeah. That I think is totally, like I am confident in saying that's totally safe for anybody. It celebrates the spirit of Halloween. It has delightful lead performances from Kathy Najimy, uh, Bette Midler, and Sarah Jessica Parker. And her, just like that whole song and dance number gives me all the Halloween life. And also the scene where they're just like busting down the street while kids are trick-or-treating all over the place. <laughs> I love it. All of it. Yeah. It's all really, I mean, really all of yes. it. Uh, I was going to say something a little goofier, but 100% any kid can handle spooky buddies. Spooky Buddies. <laughs> yes, it's the one where the dogs are in Halloween I've, costumes. I've never even watched this. Oh, I'm sorry. You haven't watched the Buddies films? The esteemed Buddies collection? Space Buddies? Super Buddies? No. Spooky Buddies? My is, friend. Is this like Air Bud? Yes, it's a spinoff. <laughs> but they're puppies instead of one spectacular dog. I think dog. the thing that I'm most afraid of are, are dog movies. Just yeah. because something potentially bad could happen. No, these the are not those show. movies. <laughs> okay. These are the movies where you go, oh my God, there are six golden labs in a space suit. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. They're perfect. Spooky buddies. Yes. Are they puppies? Yes. Okay. They are. They're delicious. All right, puppies. all right. Maybe maybe I'll make my plane. Safe for the whole family. <laughs> maybe I'll make my plane viewing a double feature, spooky buddies and trick or treat. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Spooky Buddies, I don't know if it's a good plain movie, because it's really something you put on the background. The story's not there, but the puppies are. I mean, puppies are delightful in yes. any, any setting. Uh, this is not appropriate for the children, all the kids that listen to us. <laughs> but the Buddies films are my go-to hangover movies. I oh. just throw some dogs on. They, they're all cute. I've never tried that, but yeah. maybe it will, it will ease my hangover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My next it hangover. Does. It does. Just it the helps absorb the liquor. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this was a whole other section of the conversation we needed to have, but it's going to have to wait. And maybe we'll make a whole episode about that yes. once. Yes. Actually, actually, that kind of would be fun. I, like, I probably shouldn't put this out until we've agreed on it, but <laughs> the idea of maybe doing, um, you know, horror-friendly mixology and then oh. pairing that with a, like, a good you know drinking and watching experience and then a good hangover remedy after that'd be fun okay i'm into it pocket that for the future let's do that all right i think we gotta wind this down well we gotta not leave off the nightmare before christmas because it's just rude it's just rude but i feel like i bring it up so often that i almost (laughs) felt bad like continuously saying I, it. I know, and everyone knows. And it's also because, like, I wanted to save it a little because I'm not going to stop talking about it through Christmas <laughs> That's now. true. That's true. Well, like The Shining, it's good for both. That's true. As long as you, like, give me the okay to keep talking about it, I'm going to keep talking I've about it. I've been talking it. about it for <laughs> however many years old I am. Okay. All right. So I hope, uh, I hope all those recommendations keep you busy throughout the day. I hope you have a wonderful and safe Halloween tonight. And just because Halloween is going to be over and done with soon does not mean your love of horror movies needs to end. We talk horror on The Witching Hour every week yes, we do. throughout the entire year. We have recommendations nonstop. And if you're in the Los Angeles area and you like where we're sitting right now, Come visit I Like Scary Movies because this is something else, especially if you want some cool photo ops. Oh, yeah, your Instagram will love this place. That. And uh, if you do go and visit the installation, why don't you tag us in it? We want to see your pictures and your adventures here, too. Haley, where can everyone find you on the Internet? 
You can find me on Instagram at Haystack McGroovy and on Twitter at Haley Fouch. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at P. Nemiroff. If you want more information on where to find I Like Scary Movies, we've got a link in the Collider.com article in the description section of this video, so do check it out. That's it. We're done. You have officially survived the witching hour. Happy Halloween! This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 Get ready for the tastiest breakfast under the sun. Jimmy Dean Casserole Bites. All the homemade flavors of a breakfast casserole packed into a poppable bite. You know something else? They taste good.